1: guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And this week, our episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy resource that you can use. And as you guys know, we talk about mental health every Wednesday on our Instagram. And now we are bringing you guys a resource that you can use to help yourselves. So if you want to get started today
0: you can get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com slash L-W-L-S. It's a really great opportunity, guys. I mean, I'm really excited to try BetterHelp and give our own testimonials. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Well, guys, it is time for this special episode of note-taking because so many of you have so many questions just about note-taking in general, like whether we use paper, iPad, what type of pencils, highlighters, our whole process, how we read, how we book brief. Literally every single step in the process you guys are wondering about. So we're going to talk about how we individually note take kind of our process and then share just a little bit more about other ways you can note take. Um, there's just so many options, guys.
1: We're also going to have a special social media segment to correlate late <laughs> Said that's so weird to correlate with this segment because we know how many different ways there are to take notes, and no one way is right. When me and Santa were talking about this to uh, talking about this episode to produce, we realized, oh my god we do this differently and we've changed a thousand different ways since we were one else and it's just constantly evolving. So we want to make sure that there all those different ways are out there. So stay tuned for that. But we got a specific question and this is where it all came from, from uh, Megan. She goes to Penn State Law. She asked us specifically like, Hey, what are the different styles and formats that you can take notes? And we were like, okay, do you mean outlining? You know, from the beginning. And she's like, no, the whole process. Her and her friends are just trying to figure it out. They're one else. Like, we totally get it. So, with that being said, we are going to dive in to our personal note-taking process from reading all the way to outlining and. Taking the final. Because also, I learned a new tip this week from one of our professors that I think would be super helpful. So, Sue, so why don't you start us off? Because you have a very good way of going about it.
0: So, like you said, I feel like we've changed the way we take notes about a million times since we started the podcast. But, anyways, so I'm going to give you guys like my ideal, like, if I'm not being, it's not a lazy day, like, I'm not, I'm feeling motivated, like, this is my ideal note taking process. So, you open up your book, just kidding, (laughs) really. So, through a case, I will book brief the case, not as in depth as I used to, like my 1L year, but I will mark, you know, the issue, the holding, any relevant like tests, especially now that there's a lot of tests in a lot of my classes, mark those, um, any precedent, just stuff like that, like stuff that I know that's going to get cold called that's kind of what I mark in my book. And then after I've read the case, I will usually go into my notes and do like a tiny book brief, not book brief, a brief in my notes, just with like trigger facts, maybe one or two words that kind of gives me an idea of what we're talking about, the issue in my words. And then I'd put the holding again and, you know, all the details in the notes if there's anything important in the notes I will add that as well. Um so I take pretty detailed notes I would say before class and then I feel like in class I'm not taking like barely any notes cuz I usually have notes already and also like once you get outlines from older, you know, students, it's nice to have those in class. And I usually just mark up what I already have, or, you know, just listen to the lecture. And then from there on, I will, at the, you know, ever so often, I will update my, the outline that I already have, or have been building with like whatever was
1: in class. Okay. So questions. You read the book. Mm -hmm. Where do you take your notes when you're reading? I take my notes on an iPad
0: or lately, cause I've been just scrambling. I feel like every night cause I've been working. Um, I've been just typing out my notes. Um, it's just faster. So you
1: do it on a technology source. Yes. It's okay. either
0: handwriting on my iPad or typing it out if I'm in a rush. Um, so usually Wednesdays, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, those are typed up notes and then con gets handwritten
1: notes. Okay. So you take your notes, and then when you go to class, you use those notes that you took while you are reading, and if they're typed up, you can just add in there. If they're written, do you just add at the bottom of it, or how does that work? So
0: in Notability, um, you can move things around. So even if you've handwritten things, you can select you know, a portion of, you you know, I'll scoot it down, move it, or I'll leave. Sometimes I'll leave spaces in my notes while I'm reading. Mm -hmm. So if I know that like he's going to deep dive into something, or if I didn't understand the reading and I know that he's going to explain it more in class, that's when I will leave just a blank kind of few
1: lines so I can fill it in with notes. Gotcha. And then, so what does your outline look like? Do you Do you use a Word doc? Do you use Notability also and then combine your notes or do you just copy and paste from your notes into there and then kind of remove or how does that work? So basically my notes already
0: look like an outline. Mm -hmm. I've kind of learned to take notes that way just because I've seen other people do it. And it seems like that's the easy, I mean, why wouldn't I do it like that? So my notes are already set up like an outline. And then I have like other outlines that I can refer to. And basically they usually match up somewhat as I've I've kind of said this before, but I will take stuff from um, other outlines that like I missed in class, or I just feel like they have a better explanation and plug it into mine. And then that's kind of how I will build it.
1: Awesome. Very cool. I mean, I think that that's a great way to do it. For me, I also use Notability. And this is kind of interesting because if you're going to use Notability, then this is two very different ways that you can go about using... I mean, we obviously study the same subjects and the same doctrine and everything. So it's just proof that everyone goes about it differently. So... Obviously, I read in the book, and my tips for this are adopt colors for your book that you'll keep forever. Basically, meaning that now all the precedent I just highlight the case in green because so then when I'm going through there, I'm always like, oh, that's the other cases in this case or in this book because the notes and books usually are really important as well. So now I know that if it's green in any of my case books, it's a precedent case, you know? And I think that that is so helpful because 1L, I was like all over the place with color. I just love to just like be insane. I don't even know why. I think I just enjoyed that more than actually reading. Um probably because I was trying to find the joy in something. <laughs> but you got you you've got to adopt something that you can use throughout the whole entire process. So for my one L girls like that's really important right is to adopt habits that you'll continue on okay so I read I mark in the book I usually just write in the margins of the book holding issue h-i-r-r I I usually write out rule and then reasoning I'll just put r um you know and not every case is going to have all of that so that's another part of it too like if you're (laughs) counting on your book to be able to have the issue in the holding whenever a professor asked you specifically the issue in the holding, it might not have it. So you have to keep that in mind. Quite honestly, I don't usually brief my cases anymore now that um, I'm a 2L. I was never really good at briefing cases in the first place. And I think that that kind of hindered me just because it's hard to use your own language on the essay when you haven't go ahead and adopted your own language, even if it doesn't sound beautiful or perfect. And I think it's one of those things, it's better to do something than nothing. So with that being said, I usually go about this in kind of a weird way. I take the outlines that I have for my past classes, for instance, I can call in law and I'll read the case and I'll write my main takeaway, which is, I mean, probably like a quick two sentence summary. And then I'll use other resources to find a very tailored rule. Put that in there. And then I'll leave some space. Also, I just take all mine typed. And the reason is, is because my handwriting is so cursive and crazy that I realized when I was writing my notes, I couldn't read them. I couldn't go back and use them because I couldn't literally read what I wrote. So I knew that if I typed them, it was just better for me, which isn't, you know... We all know handwritten is better for memory memorization, but I just have to make that up at another time, right? So we get there. Um, I type it all out, make some space, class notes. I always take a lot of class notes. Um, sometimes I'll even just type out stuff that's on an outline or you know on Quimby or something like that. If I like it better than what he's saying. And I just kind of keep that stuff up during class and looking at that. Because teachers sometimes like get off on a tangent and it happens, right? Um, They are into these topics like way more than what they need to teach us. (laughs) So it's really important to kind of just like hone back in on the doctrine because that's what we're learning, you know? And outlines are very helpful for that. Once all that's said and done, class is over, I open up, we'll go, you know, maybe a week, the, the week's over. I have a, I almost said a Google doc, a word doc, um, just on my desktop. That's like personal outline. And I usually copy my notes from notability straight into. like, I do this around, I did this around the fourth week for the fifth week, copy my notes straight from notability into, the word doc, because at that point there's like enough to do some classes. You're like, Oh, we've literally only gone through one thing. And in con law, it's like, Holy crap, we've gone through like eight different things. So I knew at that point, my notes were going to be longer. Then I just started deleting stuff. I didn't need like problems that were in the class or, you know, just stuff where you're like, okay, I said this like eight different ways, the same way and make it an outline with a few little bullet points. And here is the tip that I learned this past week from uh, one of our professors, basically describing to me that in my essays, I get overwhelmed on the really big questions. And it's because there's so many facts and potentially so much doctrine. I mean, they, most of the time they use little trigger words that can trip you up. It's just the way it works. And I realized, and he told me that asking yourself questions to walk through, the bigger questions can help you write and answer the question. I said questions so many times the best way. And I was like, okay, what do you mean? And it's kind of like jeopardy in the sense of turning the doctrine into a question and writing a, a little flow chart, which if you've been listening for a while, you know, we love charts, especially flow charts, right? And that it can help you step by step, go through the doctrine. So with that being said, my new, strategy here is once I get to that outline portion, and now that I have the doctrine up in the tests is to kind of on my word doc, put a little box and do a step-by-step formulation of what I would um, go through on a question and the things I need to ask myself. Uh, my professor was like, you can come ha- run this by me. I'll check it for you. Like, I'd love to do that. So that's really great do that if you can and if you have time. But those are the things that you would memorize for your exam. And it's just condensing long, long lectures and weeks and weeks and weeks of information into tiny little bite-sized pieces of information that you can then take onto an exam and hit every single point. And another tip for exams, this is another this is long ways away for most of you guys, but It's all about the applying of the facts. So if you have that doctrine in those little bite-sized pieces of information, those facts are going to start triggering for you. And you're going to be able to apply them quickly, easily, done. It's going to help with your time. Like I'm really excited to try this. So if anyone else does this, let me know. Um, Love to hear how it works for you. But with that being said, we talked about at the beginning, there's so many different ways. It's ever-evolving. So we hope that... That'll open up at least a few different ways to do it. We also know there's other apps that you can use to take notes. So if any of you guys use those, let us know. There's a few questions that you guys asked
0: more specifically just about note taking. So we can just go through those real quick. So we kind of talked about how detailed we are, but I mean, how detailed are you in your notes compared to like your outline?
1: How like, how, how much conciseness do you? So it's i kind of go on what you can actually memorize like i don't think you can memorize three sentences you know i think that there's like target language that you can memorize and and put together with doctrine so i think that question is very based on how you read your outline if you read it and you don't understand what it's saying, then it's too, there's not enough, right? So you're right. We got that question a lot. Like, how do we know when we've been concise enough? That's going to be based on, I I know you're going to hate to hear this. It all depends on you. So you just got to trust yourself and be like, okay, I understand what this is saying. Can I rewrite this out quickly and shortly? Like if the teacher was to put down a piece of regular printer paper in front of you and you tried to write it all out like that's the best way to do it for an exam. So you have to have it concise enough and short enough and understandably enough that you can quickly jot it down. I think that's a good rule of thumb.
0: And I've noticed just from past outlines I've seen like they can really range. They're are outlines that are super short and it's honestly kind of hard to follow like what they were even talking about because, you know, everyone has their own shorthand um, for certain and color coding. And, you know, I've seen a lot of that lately with outlines I've gotten is color coding and I never color coded my outlines. I color coded maybe my notes, um, but never my outlines. But I think that's a, it's an easy way to remember it, you know? Um, so yeah, it could be a super long outline. I feel like mine tend to be very detailed and sometimes it's too much for some people. So you just have to learn what works for you. When you look at your outline, I don't I don't think you should feel overwhelmed, right? So just make it to like, if you're looking at it and you're like, I don't even want to look at this because it's too much, then you need to tone it down. So just a quick word from our sponsor, BarCast. It is time to start studying maybe not studying, but at least preparing a little bit for the bar exam that's coming up this summer. And BarCast is probably the easiest way that you can jumpstart your studying. I mean, it's like a podcast. You just put it on in your car, in the shower, like I like it, Um, literally anytime. So BarCast Audio has seven MB subjects that you can
1: listen to. They have mnemonics, problems, like it's really great. Yeah. And if you follow us on Instagram, I'm sure you saw our story this past weekend as we were studying for constitutional law, we were using Barcast audio and it is amazing. You guys, the mnemonics, I know Samantha always says that, but seriously, it's so easy to remember. I used sun to answer the question for content neutral on our, on our exam, right? Like it's so helpful. Mnemonics is something I never used before until Barcast audio. So like Samantha said, go on there, get you some percentage off. Even if you're not about to take the bar and you're studying for different law school exams, if you go ahead and purchase this, you can keep it until you take the bar. And it's helpful in the sense when you're studying for your finals, there's some stuff on there that you might not learn, but you'll know. And honestly, it'll help you know if you don't know. So get on BarCastAudio.com and use the promo code LAW, new promo code LAW, L-A-W, for 10% off your MBE pack. So you guys
0: have the best recommendations on Instagram. We're at about... like. Eight thousand of you, and that's just crazy. And now we get so many, like we get so much interaction, and you guys know so much more than we do. So we really appreciate when you guys, you know, interact with us when we ask you questions because you guys really help fuel this, you know, whole this whole thing. So,
1: um, you guys have some recommendations that we wanted to share with everybody. Surprisingly, actually, this isn't surprising because we just talked about how much we love color, right? you guys love highlighters. (laughs) So there are a ton of recommendations about highlighters. Obviously, we'll link them below. But Amazon brand highlighters, apparently they're fire, which Totally makes sense because everything these days I buy on Amazon and you just hop on there, but I didn't even know they had Amazon brand highlighters. So check those out.
0: Also, I mentioned these probably way back when we first started the podcast and a lot of you were recommending these too. Um, It's the pastel highlighters. I believe the brand is by Stabilo and (laughs) y'all... you they're they're so good. It's easy on the eyes. It's just not, you know, when you're just tired and your eyes hurt and, you know, you haven't gotten a prescription for glasses in a while because you've been in law school and you're so busy. And then like the bright highlighter is just like,
1: yeah, pastel highlighters, guys, tried and true hundred percent. I know everyone always asks you like, oh, where'd you get those? Those are so cool. So the next thing that was suggested to us is the scan marker. Basically it creates and summarizes your handwritten notes. What? This is insane. It's multilingual too. Like what? So I guess it
0: scans it and then it puts it on your computer. So you can put it on like Word or Google Docs or whatever, and it'll translate it i mean i've never tried it but apparently a lot of people have and we got a few people who suggested it so you know maybe we'll do a series where we try these school gadgets who knows tell us if you want to see that
1: we totally could Yeah. yeah so i mean it sounds pretty cool we'll be right back Hey
0: guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible.
1: Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries.
0: And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime.
1: Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion
1: wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers.
0: As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court
1: hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer.
0: It is $116 if you guys are wondering the price, but we will link it below. Yeah. So the next one is the Cornell notebook or Cornell notebook paper. It's basically a way to take notes. A lot of you suggested this. I personally have never used this method of note-taking, but my boyfriend definitely did 1L year and he really liked it. And he still kind of does that on his iPad, like this structure.
1: We'll link it below. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people suggest taking notes this way. And the positive part of the notebooks and the notebook paper, Cornell notebooks is the fact that you don't have to do it yourself and it's just automatically set up like that and keeps you kind of accountable for taking notes that way. So if you're into that, get on it and buy a handful of those before you start your 1L year. Also, I found a digital version, like PDF version of the
0: template that you can download to Notability and you can just use the template to take notes. So I'll also link that below for you guys. Heck yeah. I might
1: try that. I mean might as well. And then we'll show you guys that too, how we how we like the yeah, Cornell notes. For sure. So obviously you guys know that we're a big proponent of the iPad and the iPad pencil. That's how Samantha takes her handwritten notes. Um, that's I use the iPad for many different things, especially a second screen. It's awesome. But so many of you guys do too. So that was really cool to know that. And um we just have seen you guys on Instagram, or you know, even some of you guys on TikTok using your iPads to take notes and the different apps that you use. So it's just really cool to see so many of us moving to the techno- technological space of law school. It feels like the new Elwoods in a way. Like when she goes and buys the MacBook, like it feels like oh, going to buy the iPad. Like it feels like that's what you have to but do. But to-
0: seriously, I feel like. Now, when I look around in class, like so many people have iPads, but also, you know, less paper. I love not having like loose paper everywhere when I can just have it in a PDF on my iPad and I can mark it up on there. It just, if you want to live like a, you know, organized and paper free, not paper free, but, you know, less paper use, like, I mean, I know that my office before the iPad, I mean, Still to this day has a lot of paper in it, but it's just clutter. And you know, if you can use less, definitely do it. If you can afford it, of course. Also, okay, someone was wondering on our Instagram post um, regarding all this technology what to do if you can't afford technology for law school, whether that be a laptop or other tech stuff. And honestly, I think what most people do. I know this is what I had to do. Um, so I had a laptop from high school coming into college, and I used it for the first year of law school. Um, and it was a MacBook, so I didn't get a new laptop. But when my laptop decided to literally die, I had to buy a new one. I mean, also with the podcast and all that, I just I had to get a laptop that would be really fast and had a lot of storage and. I mean, when you're not working because you're a student, you have to use loans. <laughs> and that's what I had to do. And I genuinely think that most people have to do that. When you're a law student, that's what student loans are for. If that's, you know, there's also grants sometimes and student discounts. Um, I know Apple has student discounts. You know, take advantage of all the discounts you can get and know that when you buy, like invest in this technology, if you invest it wisely, like it'll pay off.
1: By lasting a long time. Absolutely. I mean, that's literally what student loans are for, is for things that are for school. And whenever you use your laptop for school or you have to Zoom for school, that is what your student loans are for. They're there to support you to do school things. So I know many people have had to do that. And sometimes you even have to take out maybe a private loan or unfortunately, you know, um, work I a mean, credit I- card. That's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, yeah. use a credit card or save up your money from working and use that. But that can take time, right? And we might not have time. So, and unfortunately, in the world of like
0: COVID, I mean, most law schools are requiring that you have technology that meets their standards to use all their programs. So, it's kind of one of those things that
1: you just, you do got to figure it out, and you might have to use your student loans. Yeah, and I mean, if anyone's out there and, like, really struggling and can't get a laptop, like, please reach out to us. Like, I know that... we're very privileged and in a good place. And I mean, that's, that's what this whole thing is for is for helping people. And I know we've even talked about having scholarships and potential grants like this. Right. So, you know, when, when we got that question, um, we were wanted to make sure that we answered it. So for anyone to hear that might be in that position that doesn't want to ask because we totally get that. The last suggestion you guys had were
0: binders. And I personally, Don't use binders. Um, Now that I have the iPad, I've kind of, I literally only take my laptop book and iPad to school, so I don't have to take binders. But what about you? Do you use a binder
1: still? I don't really use binders anymore. I think binders are really necessary if you don't take your notes online because it's the only way that you can stay organized I know 1L, we printed out a lot of briefs and we took a lot of handwritten notes. So I still have all my binders from 1L that have documents on top of documents. And honestly, I've just been like, what do I do with them all? I need to get rid of them. Do I recycle them? Do I keep them till after the bar? So, you know, it's kind of going back to the technology, clutter-free, more organized idea that when you have everything electronic. It's just so much more clean and nice. Also, I mean, that's something to keep in mind too. Like as you grow up and become an attorney, like, and have your own firm and your own procedures, like, how are you going to do everything? Are you going to be handwriting and printing things? Are you going to, are things going to be online? Are you going to have different templates online? You know, it's just interesting to think about. And you kind of in law school, learn what you like because all this going back to depends on you and how you best learn, how you best remember, how you best work. You know, is it right in front of your face? Does someone have to remind you? You know, do you write it all on a a note that says to-do list? Because I know that's what me and Samantha do, but everyone's different. So just keep that in mind. I just remembered
0: that one of our friends, Janet from Ireland, um, she said sticky notes and she uses sticky notes, and she was wondering if we use sticky notes, and if we use them, how we use them. I personally, okay, I used to use sticky notes back beginning of 1L. It's funny because we were just looking through our Civ Pro book because um, we were <laughs> like attempting to like film a TikTok, and it was just really funny. Anyway, um, we were at the beginning of the book, now that I think about second semester, hit pro was the beginning of the book. Right. Cause we went backwards. Um, and I had sticky notes on there and I noticed that I wrote like, just like facts or stuff that wouldn't fit in the margin. So that's how I would recommend using sticky notes. Um, for like, per- like book purposes,
1: You can write extra info
0: on there without having to write it on the book.
1: I also use sticky notes as tabs sometimes, just depending on the, the size of it. You can also cut them into like quarters or thirds or whatever. And I always tab my book because by chapter because I just find that so much easier and it just keeps me like organized. So you can use sticky notes that way too, if you want, just because I know sometimes you don't always want to take notes in the margin, like Samantha said, it's a great opportunity to just put it on there, and then if you have to send your book back, you can just rip them off, or if you lose it, I mean, I don't know, it just it gives you more room. On the topic of sticky notes, just last thing
0: sorry, guys, um, there's an app for your if you have an Apple computer, there's an app called Simple Ant Notes. We'll link it below, but we also featured it on that post about technology. It's basically little sticky notes that you can put on your laptop. Um, Desktop, and that's great for reminders and all that kind of stuff. So, that's just like a productivity organization type of um, tip right there. Awesome.
1: Well, guys, we hope that this was helpful because you know, note taking, outlining, reading all those pages is a lot. And we get it, and it's overwhelming. And so many times in our life, we want the prescription, we want the step-by-step, we want the answer. And sadly, law school is just so freaking not like that, that we just try to muddle through this together. And you guys, like Samantha said, it truly came through for us and giving us so much good info, good pieces of supplies to use, and also good questions to kind of, you know, because... It's hard to know what you guys are thinking if if we don't ask, right? We were thinking that, okay, if you consider yourself a great
0: note taker, like you feel like you have an awesome note taking system that works for you, whether it's typing, handwriting, iPad, literally whatever you use, let us, well, don't even let us know. We will let you know. We'll post on our story and we want you to reach out to us um, on Instagram, Cause we want to feature you guys and share all these different types of ways that people are taking notes and studying because, you know, there's not a right way to do it. It's so individualized and, you know, Haley and I could be totally different than you guys, you know, and what works for us is not going to work for you, vice versa. So we're going to try to get that out for you guys soon. Um, but yeah, look out on
1: our stories to sign up for that. Yes. Make sure and follow us on Instagram at ladies who law school podcasts and join our Facebook group. I know people are chatting it up in there as always. We love it. And. If you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out. Make sure and check our Instagram because like Samantha said, if you're a bad A note taker or you just want to share the way you do it and you're willing and able to share, we'd love that. So we have uh, some cute ideas planned. We're thinking maybe making some videos for you guys and even bringing you guys along for that journey. So stay tuned and we will talk to you again next week. Bye guys. Bye. i